a couple years down the road, your life is like uh, pretty much the same. You're uh, managing the valve, living in Austin, telling jokes. You've got a, a different roommate now, though. The, your current roommates moved out. Why do they move? Just got tired of your shit. What do they do? I don't know, man. You have to talk to them. <laughs> but they just, you know, they left on their own accord. Okay. Who's my new roommate? Uh, you, you've had this new roommate for about a year now. His uh, his name is Kyle Caliper. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Kyle uh, Caliper. Uh, he his family invented the caliper. <laughs> <laughs> like like oh, like for your brakes and stuff when you're on a car. What? Yeah. And they named it after themselves. Yeah. All right. And they are loaded. So Kyle's been like a pretty good roommate. He, um, you know. Why does he have a roommate if he's that rich? He's just kind of a weird guy. He kind of keeps himself a lot. He feels like uh, having a roommate forces him to socialize somewhat, you know. Otherwise, he'd just kind of get lost in his work. What does he do? He's an inventor. Like <laughs> the rest of his family. Okay. What do you invent? So that's what he's been working on. Oh, okay. You know, he's like, I'm not like a man in my family until I invent something and nothing's been good enough. He tried to, uh, he, he's had like several failed inventions. He had a, um, uh, a pasta twirling fork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like a mechanized fork that he swore regardless of what kind of pasta you were eating, it would recognize it and it would twirl the perfect amount. He made a okay. hundred, he made a hundred thousand, uh, like test units for the first batch. Yeah. They're way too strong. <laughs> what do you mean? One lady in Minneapolis was like eating a plate of angel hair. Yeah. You know? And uh, she leaned down too close. The fork grabbed her own hair. Oh, pulled it right out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Pulled it right out in the, uh, in the shape of a, Toyota Prius. That was the make and model of the car. <laughs> Holy shit. Of the man she was cheating on her husband with. <laughs> what? Yeah. So her marriage, is, her marriage was ruined. I guess. Marriage was ruined. Life was ruined. Oh, my God. All because of that fucking... All because of that pasta fork, you know? Jeez. So that didn't work. So he's like, my, you know, my dad... Like doesn't view me as a man because I, I haven't I haven't like <laughs> you know I haven't I haven't had a successful invention yet. So they, that's their like initiation. So that's right their to rite manhood. of passage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to have a patent. All right. You know. So he just works on his stuff. Yeah. He's like, when I go home, I got to eat at the kids' table. Like when I go home, <laughs> I have to sleep in my childhood bed. Oh my god! And I mean my childhood bed, like a crib. He goes home. They just have. He has like a crib that he has to sleep in because his oh, parents no. are like, you haven't earned. You haven't earned a, a big boy bed yet. Sure. You know? So he's like, he's a dude who like falls headfirst into his work because it's really going to shape the rest of his life. Wow. And he's been, uh, over the last like couple months, he's been talking about like a breakthrough. He's like, he's like, I think I figured it out. He's like, uh, he goes, uh, I, I don't want to jinx it. And he like never would tell you what it was. 
but for like the last couple of months he was like he was really like burning the candle at both ends you know yeah you'd uh you'd get home from a show after like going out to a bar closing it down you get home like 2 30 he's just up in his room you pass out around four he's up i think that's kind of cool you uh get up to take a, a piss at 8 a.m on the dot you walk past his room, the lights are on, you just hear him talking in there. Jeez. You get up a couple hours later. I mean, he's just like Does he ever like does he sleep? You never really see him sleep. Wow. He's just always working. And for like a couple of months, you know. <laughs> in the back of my head, I'd give him a nickname. What'd you call him? Sleepy. All right. He never sleeps. Yeah, I mean I, I yeah. Okay. I call him sleepy. All right. His name's Kyle, but I know for a fact that my dad would think that was funny. So, like, it'd be like a thing between us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, you would tell him about your roommate and your dad, and, like, you do. You give him a call one time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Kyle, like, is up. Like, he, he's not going to bed. And then ever since that time, your conversation, your dad's like, hey, how's sleepy? That's doing? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He would think it was hilarious. Yeah. And he kind of <laughs> <laughs> chuckles to, to himself. <laughs> you could have just said chuckled. <clears throat> you hear him crack a beer every time. You hear just a. That <laughs> doesn't really drink ever. I mean, you don't live there, you know. All right, he's enjoying life. Okay, well, hold on. So, in the twilight of, well, not quite. I guess yeah, the twilight of his life, he's he's now drinking a yeah, lot. He's got some white claws, you know. Dang. All right, a couple of brew dogs. It's a weekend, baby. My mom would not be into that. You would think that, but she is. Oh come on, she's joining him. No, no, she do. Yeah. Alcoholism runs in our family. They're all right. Okay. You just have a, they have a couple on the weekends. That would weird me out. They kick back and relax and watch the sun go down on the deck. I've never seen my dad drunk and my mom hasn't. You, you, and you don't necessarily do. He just has a couple drinks every Okay. It's that like would be so weird. Doing car wheels my mom hasn't drank in like 30 years, I think. Well, 34 yeah. years. That would be unbelievably weird. But they're okay? Think, yeah, they're doing great. Fuck, man. They're like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna enjoy life. The children are, become the parents. Kids are out of the house. Yeah. You know, we got these beautiful grandbabies. We're just gonna kick back and watch the sun go down from the deck. Okay. And that's what they're doing. But Kyle is like not sleeping, you know? He's staying up. Like he comes out of his room every once in a while and he looks like shit. His hair is just long and clearly unwashed. His uh Facial hair is just very scraggly and he's got big bags under his eyes. You know, he's kind of muttering to himself. He doesn't speak a whole lot to you. So this goes on for like a couple months, you know. One night, it's like three in the morning, you just went to bed. You hear a knock at the door. You hear Kyle's door open. You hear his footsteps down the hall. You hear him have like a conversation with somebody at the door. You can't make out what they're saying, but you can hear that it's like heated, hushed tones. Jeez. You know? I'd probably put my ear against the uh the door in case it turns violent. But you you didn't you're not like fully awake. You just kinda like are in you're just like barely oh, oh, asleep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're kinda like, what the fuck? And you just hear like this snippet of a conversation happening. What are they saying? You can't you can't really make it out, but you can tell that it's like intense. Fuck. You know? But not loud. You go back to sleep. 
You get up, would you say anything to Kyle about? Yeah, I would. This guy kind of seems like he prefers prefers to be left alone, but I feel like he's been kind of acting a little erratic, so I'd have to go like, I mean, I like to give people space, but I think I'd, I would definitely ask him about it. I go, so I walk up to him, I go, hey, everything okay? You knock uh, on his door? Yeah. Knock on his door, the door swings open. He's like at his desk, head down. I mean, the guy's probably fucking exhausted. Does he wake? Does he wake up when I walk in? No. Okay, then I guess I just leave him alone. Yeah, I'll ask him later. You go about your day. You uh, that's a Friday. You got a show. You get two shows at the Velveeta Room that night. Who's on it? Uh, Jenny Richards. (laughs) What's her deal? It's a it's like a tribute act. It's a woman doing Richard Jenny. Okay, is anyone else on it? No, it's just her. Wow, I mean, there's like her and like a local, like a local host. Who hosts it? Danny Goodwin. <laughs> How does he do? Eats fucking shit, dude. Man, I don't know why you keep booking him. Jenny Richards is on. <laughs> I cannot right? believe this. She fucking crushes, right? <laughs> so she, she's doing. Is she doing his jokes, or is she writing new jokes in the style of? It's a bit of both. Right. Like sometimes she'll break out a Richard Jenny classic. Sometimes she has her own. All right. She uh, brings a letter with her from Richard Jenny's family that's like, hey, we just want people to celebrate and remember Richard Jenny, America's favorite forgotten comedian. So she does like an hour. You come home. You All you want to do is talk about it because like it's a fucking weird thing, you know, but it's so good. You knock on uh, you knock on Kyle's door again. Yeah. Swings open. He's just still sitting there, head down at the desk. How many hours later is this? Probably like six. I think I'd walk over and kind of like put my hand near his mouth and see if he's breathing. You don't feel anything? Check his pulse. Nothing. I'd shake him. You shake him, he turns over, and he doesn't have a face. Like, it's just smooth. Like, no facial features. Right. Just smooth. Just smooth skin. Leading into that scraggly fucking beard. Man, that'd be very upsetting. I think I'd yell. I'd definitely scream. You look at the uh you see what like he was like he was resting his head on. He was resting his head on a contract. For the sale of an invention. It's called the smart shower. He'd written a, like a program and he had like a device that you could hook up to your shower head and it would like automatically soap you. It would uh, keep the soap out of your eyes. It would scrub you down every single inch and never once would it judge you. Smart shower was like all the major hotels in the world, like the big fancy hotel brands were like looking at it. Yeah. I mean, it was on the cusp and he had a contract to sell it. And on the page, right where he was supposed to sign, the contract said, you know, the the possession of this 
It's it's got the whole legalese thing. It says list any other benefactors below. There's a pen in his hand. Contract signed. You could add your name to it. I write Pat Patrick fucking Dean. I write fucking. Yeah. Because that's that rules so hard. The contract, uh, the sale is for one hundred million dollars. Oh, whoa. Split between everybody on the contract, Kyle Caliper, the primary inventor. Yeah. And all the other benefactors. Who else is on there? Just you, baby. Jeez. All right. So you sign. <coughs> excuse me. You sign and date. What do you do? Call the call 911. You go, uh, 911. This is Megan. How are you? I'm freaking out, Megan. Um, oh, my, no. What's yeah, up? It's my roommate. Oh, I got a roommate. Yeah. Uh, my what roommate. Like, what are they like? Not doing the dishes? Like, <laughs> you know, they're leaving like the toilet seat up. Megan, <laughs> he's fucking dead. Oh, my God. He doesn't have a face. He doesn't have a face? Just send over. I don't know who to send over. It's Pat. Every, everybody has a face. Well, this guy used to. She was, yeah, silly. What do you mean he doesn't have a face? Megan, just could you please send over? I mean, a, I got to know what do you, he doesn't have a face. No, like, it's gone. Like, like, it's, like somebody peeled the skin off. It's perfectly smooth. It's That's not how a face works. I know. I'm. That's why I'm freaking. Megan, send over a fucking, what is this? Send over an ambulance. I got to know who to send over. And if, I mean, if there's somebody He's with dead. A face, send over whoever, I don't know. I want to ask the office to see if anybody knows about people who are faceless. I want to try to provide you with the best customer service I can, Pat. I hang up. And frankly. And and I call back. I wait a second. I call back. And I hope it's someone else. Go oh, a 911. This is Donovan. <laughs> Donovan. Uh, my roommate's dead. And I need people here. What happened? He's he's just dead. He's, he's not dead. breathing. No pulse. He's not breathing, and he's definitely he dead. Goes, okay, let me pull up your address. He goes, "Hey, you just called." I know. I, and then you hear him turn. He goes, "Hey, I got the face guy." On ah, the phone. god damn it! He goes, "Hang on, I'll send you over to Megan." And Megan goes, "Hey, buddy, sorry. I think so. We I think we got a, a DC that stands for disconnection in my world. Uh, so when you say there's no face, yeah, what do you mean? I take a photo of it, and I go, "What's your email address?" She goes, "I'll just text it to nine one one." <laughs> all right i take a photo and she i was okay and then she goes oh my god so fucking send someone she goes pat get out of there right now what and she hangs up i fucking run that is the that i don't like that at all i haul ass out of there the fastest i have ever moved in my life so you take i mean you run as fast as you possibly can I'm it still takes out. you like a while to get to your car <laughs> uh just how just how it goes, oh, you know. Oh man! Um, you see a cop car come pulling up. It stops and screeches in, in the end of the parking lot. Yeah. You see him, and uh, you see a, a tall man get out of the, the the front passenger seat of the car, and he walks over to you. Goes Patrick. Yes. He goes, "Come with me. I need I need to know what you saw." All right. Who are, who are you? He goes, "I'm a." I'm a, I'm a cop. He goes, my name is Paul <laughs> Fiddles. Paul Fiddles. I go, all right, what's... I'm a detective. Okay. I go, uh, I tell him. I tell him I come home. 
uh, when I left him, he I thought he was asleep. Maybe he was even dead then. I don't he know. Was, what time was it? And you tell him the time. Yeah. Because where'd you go? I tell him. What would you say to him? I went to work. Just where do you work? I work at a comedy club downtown. It's called the Velveeta Room. What's the address? You give him the address. 521 East 6th Street. Celebrating 31 years of live uncensored stand-up comedy. He does a comedy club? Yeah. He does. He kind of like looks at you and he goes, okay, smart guy, who was performing? It was a woman doing a tribute to Richard Jenny. He goes, Jenny Richards? And he just lights up. Yeah. He goes, oh, I fucking love her. Oh, cool. He goes, holy shit, is she here tomorrow? Yeah. He goes, oh, man, fuck. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to come down and see it. He goes, I'll be there. All right. He goes, all right. On a serious business. You tell him what happens. He goes, uh, the, cop, the cop like goes into your apartment. He comes out a minute later and he goes, chief, you're going to want to get in here. Detective Fiddles. He goes, Pat, come with me. And he walks inside. You see your uh, roommate, Kyle Calipers, like hunched over on his desk. They're uh, they're put they put him on like a stretcher, put a body bag around him. You see him zip up his smooth face. You see the contract on the desk. What do you do? I just I get I get the fuck out of there. I just I let them do their jobs. Eventually, Detective Fiddles. He yeah. goes over to it. He goes, huh? He goes, Pat. Did, when did when did you sign this? I didn't sign anything. He goes, it's got your name right here. Well, yeah, he probably wrote it. Well, he must have wrote it, written it. Fuck. <laughs> he goes. He goes. It doesn't match any of the other handwriting. I go. He pulls out his notepad. He goes, "Hey, Pat, would you mind writing your name for me?" Why? What does this guy care? He goes. Motive. You think I killed this guy and removed his face? He goes, "Pat, write your name for me." I write my goddamn name. It looks like a child's handwriting, you know? Yeah. I have it's, bad handwriting. You have terrible handwriting. Yeah. It's very, I mean, it's easily identifiable. Sure. You know, and you're not going to be able to fake it because it's so bad. So he goes, well, Pat, this is obviously yours. He goes, were you guys in business together? No. He no. Was, I wrote my name, but I didn't kill him. He goes, so this is, this is a lie. Yeah, it's a fuck. It's a it's a lie. He was sorry. Okay. He arrests you. They uh, take you downtown, take you to jail. You end up uh, like going to jail for like um, making like a false statement. You know, there's some sort of financial crime associated with this. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know what it is. But you also get um you get accused of murder. But there there's no evidence that I did it. But there's motive. Uh, you're obviously like at the scene. You can't know. convict on that, huh? There's no, there's no evidence. You can't convict me on that. They bring in those detectives. Were there that day? They bring in Detective Fiddles, and he talks about how you lied to him and how you were trying to cover something up. Son of a bitch. And how you were clearly like had motive because you stole his invention, basically. God damn it! Kyle Caliper's family sits in the courtroom. Kyle Caliper's dad, Lyle Caliper. Lyle Caliper just stares at you, stares yeah. daggers. You can feel his eyes in your back all Jeez. throughout the trial. Trial ends. Jury comes back. And they say, we the jury 
find Pat Dean. Lyle Calper then stands up and he puts on a pair of glasses and he presses a button and a, a laser beam comes out of the middle and it hits you right in the head and your brain explodes. And he goes, my newest invention, the revenge glasses. <laughs> and then he gets uh, he gets shot by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot him. He just killed you. <laughs> So he uh, <clears throat> he he crumples to the heap, you know, in a heap to the floor, and they say, "Rumor has it, <laughs> they never found those glasses." Yeah, they're out there somewhere, ready to kill again. Great. <laughs>